Behind Tepper, a car was coming slowly down 43rd Street. As it passed the imposing structure occupied by the Century Club, it slowed even more, and a few yards farther came to a stop just behind Tepper's Chevrolet. Taking his eyes away from the paper for only an instant, Tepper shot a quick glance toward his side mirror. He could see a Mercury with New Jersey license plates, probably theatergoers from the suburbs who knew that these streets in the 40s were legal for long-term metered parking after six. The New Jersey people would be hoping to find a spot, grab a bite in a sushi bar or a deli, and then walk to the theater. Good planners, people from New Jersey, Tepper thought, except for the plan they must have hatched at some point to move to New Jersey. The possibility that anybody started out in New Jersey, that any number of people had actually been born there, was not a possibility Tepper had ever dwelled on. He pretended to concentrate on his newspaper, although he was, in fact, still thinking of the state of New Jersey, which he envisioned as a series of vast shopping mall parking lots where any fool could find a spot. The Mercury's driver tapped his horn a couple of times and then, getting no response, moved even with Tepper's Chevy. The woman who was sitting on the passenger side stuck her head out of the window and said, Going out? Tepper said nothing. Are you going out? The woman asked again. Tepper did not look up, but with his right hand he reached over toward the window and wagged his index finger back and forth, in the gesture some southern Europeans have perfected as a way of dealing with solicitations from shoeshine boys or beggars. Tepper had been able to wag his finger in the negative with some authority since 1954, when, as a young draftee who regularly reminded himself to be grateful that at least the shooting had stopped, he spent 13 miserable months as a clerk typist in a motor pool in Pusan and had to ward off prostitutes and beggars every time he left the base. An acquaintance had once expressed envy for the gesture as something that seemed quite cosmopolitan. But Tepper would have traded it in an instant for the ability to do the legendary New York taxi-hailing whistle that was accomplished by jamming a finger in each corner of the mouth. He had never been able to master that whistle despite years of patient coaching by a doorman named Hector on West 83rd Street. Tepper had encountered Hector while looking for overnight parking spots in his own neighborhood in the days before his wife managed to persuade him to take space for his car by the month in a multi-level garage a few blocks from their apartment. He hadn't seen anybody use the fingers-in-the-mouth whistle on the street for a long time. He hadn't tried it for a long time himself. Was it something that might simply come to him after all of these years? Now that he wasn't trying it several evenings a week under the pressure of Hector's watchful eye, might it just appear, the way a smooth golf swing sometimes comes inexplicably to duffers once the tension of their expensive lessons has ended? He was about to jam a couple of fingers in the corners of his mouth to see if the gift might have arrived unannounced when he realized that the mercury was still idling next to him, making it necessary to remain focused on the newspaper. He's not going out, the woman shouted to the man at the wheel, loudly enough for Tepper to hear. He's not going out, the driver shouted back, sounding incredulous. What do you mean he's not going out? He probably parks there just before six and sits there so he can tell people he's not going out, the woman shouted. The driver gunned his motor in irritation, and the Mercury from New Jersey pulled away. Just past the entrance to the Princeton Club, 
It briefly stopped again, the occupants apparently having mistaken a no-parking zone in front of the post office for a legal spot. Then the driver slowly made his way toward 6th Avenue, speeding up suddenly when a spot came open on the left and screeching to a halt a moment later as a sport utility vehicle, two cars in front of him, positioned itself to go into the spot. The woman got out of the Mercury and shouted back toward Tepper. It's your fault, she said. That should have been our spot. It's your fault. Making people waste time talking to you. 